Welcome to the Behind the Bits podcast. Your host, Scott Curtis, wants to learn everything he can about stand-up comedy and take you along for the ride. Scott and his guests talk serious about comedy in every episode. Behind the Bits will uncover knowledge from different perspectives on subjects such as writing and performing stand-up comedy, as well as booking shows and the comedy life. If you're thinking about becoming a stand-up comic, already in the comic game, or a comedy nerd, Behind the Bits is the show for you. Now, let's get Behind the Bits. I've got Cody Webb today. So Cody is a Portland-based stand-up comedian and major content creator. He's currently sitting at 178,000 followers and 8 million likes on his TikTok channel. I looked at just his last few TikToks before we signed on, and he's got 2 million views on one and 1.2 million on another. It's just, it's it, it's absolute craziness. And I, that's what I want to talk to him about as well as um, his stand-up comedy. And I'm just stoked to talk to him. Let's bring him up right now. It's Cody Webb. Hello. Thank you so much for doing the show. Oh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. So the first thing I want to ask, um, I'm going to I'm going to leave the hat a little bit of, of a mystery until we get to it. Uh, <laughs> okay. th- the first thing I want to ask is, what came first, the content creation or the comedy? Uh, the sta- yeah, stand up started first. I did okay. started doing stand up officially in about uh, 2018, 2019. Okay. I've done a little bit before, but I started taking it more seriously uh, after I, I graduated. Um, and then, you know, COVID hit and I was looking for a way to, you know, entertain myself, do things like I saw other people other comedians that I knew doing that route. And I thought, you know, that seems like something I could do. Uh So, you know, I tried it out and I just kept, I just kept posting and it kept, kept working. So, uh, uh, just that's, that's where we're, that's how we're at. And there's, there's a little bit of a differentiator between your comedy and your TikToks. You're, I mean, you are, you've got a, a, a channel dedicated to your standup where you post clips. Um, but you also, your TikToks are actual content creation. It's not just clips. You're, you're, you're right. You're actually creating something for the masses to consume. And yeah. And, and there, there, that's one thing. If a comedian calls themselves a content creator and all they do is cut up their standup, and put it up that that's not really creation because you already created the stand-up set and you're just um recycling it for right and and the actual content creation that's that's what inspired me was what you're doing with with the content creation so i i i don't know if that's a differentiator that anybody cares about but that's that's the way i see it (laughs) Oh no, I I definitely differentiate it cuz um yeah, one th- one thing I learned is a lot of t- uh, with with stand up, you generally have a little bit you've got a little bit of time to develop a joke. Mm-hmm. 
like like you've you've got more of a captive audience. Like it's not as easy to make it's not as easy to leave a, a comedy show than it is to swipe up on TikTok. Right. So with TikTok, you got to grab their attention immediately, and you got to you know keep that attention, keep that energy. Whereas with stand up, you can have lulls in it, and you're supposed like you're supposed to have lulls. If, yeah. I, like I have the problem where I'm just like at a hundred percent the whole time, and people are like, eh, "Tone it down a little bit for yeah. part of it. We need a little bit of a break, <laughs> and then you can go ramp it, ramp it back up." But with with TikTok, because it's the short form sort of thing, you can have it be there that whole time. And mm. I think that's part of why it it works really well. And stand up also does can do well on TikTok. It's just generally a different kind of crowd. I found I felt like yeah, it is. It's it's different, and and I think you know I watch between the two channels you have the, the stand up channel and your regular channel. You, I would bet you've got a different type of follower on the stand up channel versus the 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 creator channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so do you feel like that doing this content creation? Uh, opens up your mind so you can actually write better stand-up from it oh yeah yeah i i've i've like it, it, it's it's a two-way street like a lot of my stand jokes i write for stand-up i like do on tiktok and sometimes stuff that i'm just i come up with in the moment while i'm filming um you know i do on tiktok it does really well and i post it in some like I like one of the new bits I've been doing. Um, I've had one of one of the comedians I know is like you. If you haven't done this on stage, you absolutely should. I think this would kill. Uh-huh. And you know, sometimes I don't think that, but like I, I don't take everything from TikTok and make it a a stand up routine. Uh-huh. But some sometimes I do. Sometimes I kind of use TikTok to be like, is this joke good? Sometimes I use stand up to figure out if a joke's good and then kind of adapt it. Yeah, it really, yeah, it really depends on it. It just, it's just another way to get me to to write more things. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's kind of like a lot of comedians use Twitter. Uh, yeah, to, exactly. To, to do that, whereas you know, it takes a little bit more thought and preparation to actually put together a thirty or second, a thirty oh, or sixty yeah. second, um, absolutely video, and. Uh, now, as far as your popularity on TikTok, how was that translated into putting butts in seats at shows? I am still working on that personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the, the problem with that is, you know, I'm so that like, you know, TikTok is not concentrated to one area. It's all over the world. Mm-hmm. So like I'm not. If I, if I were to go on tour, I think it would work a little bit better. But, you know, given that I'm pretty at this point, I'm still pretty Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have had a couple of people come to shows, but it, it's not a it's not a huge number at this point. Uh-huh. Um, just because another thing is with TikTok, it's kind of diff like it's, it's TikTok really wants people to stay on TikTok. That's what the algorithm yeah. is there. Yeah. Like that it, more than any other platform that I've been on, it, it punishes you for trying to bring people to other things. Mm-hmm. And so even doing something like, 
just, you know, trying to promote a podcast, for example, yeah. would be somewhat difficult unless I, you know, share, like put the video up and, w- and like, I didn't say like, go and watch it. Just be like, you know, yeah. Bring to people's attention that it exists. Yeah. Yeah. Really the thing about TikTok and reels and all that kind of stuff, calls to action are really not what you want to do. That's one thing I've noticed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I, you know, I'll go into the story about the hat. So I, ever since I asked you to be on the podcast, I've been paying attention to TikTok and reels and stuff like that. Whereas I normally don't, I'm an old guy, so there's right. no reason for me to do that. Um, but I really started paying attention. So you inspired me to start creating daily stuff. And nice. so what I'm doing is I know, so taking it all the way back when I first started looking for ways to promote the podcast, the calls to action, even when you're um, just posting a picture is still not the way to go. So I started posting, making my own memes about how bad (laughs) I am as a podcast host. Um, So I did that and that created followers on Instagram. That's my, that's my jam is Instagram. And so I, that, that actually worked well. And I thought, okay, you're doing it. And I I've dabbled in doing videos here and there, but the way you're doing it, you're pretty much daily. So I I said, okay, I'm going to put something out daily for a while and see how it goes. So I, I interview myself. So I've got this hat. And I got this hat. I I just got these today before I was doing this. Ah, um, yeah. Classic. And, and Classic. so I'm, I'm trying to be a little bit more professional. I'm going to keep the hat off now because I'm just not a hat guy. But yeah, so I'm I'm doing that and I'm watching. So I'm posting on um, and I'm just asking you for advice now because this I, I think what you tell me is going to be helpful for everybody that listens. Um, so I do Instagram. I do a separate reel on Facebook. I do TikTok and I do YouTube shorts. Um, so far... YouTube shorts is just killing everything else. I'm doing like three times as many views on shorts. Um, every once in a while, a Facebook reel will do pretty good. Like I'm get, and when I, when I say good, it's like 1200, you know, it's right. not, it's not, it's not in the millions or even the tens of thousands like you get. And on my Instagram, the reels, even though my posts, my regular posts get quite a bit of, um, attention. The reels are eh, in, in the hundreds. Usually I've right. got a few The one of them, for some reason, I got 11,000. Um, and then the one after that, I got like 300. So right. it, it was some, something happened. And I've also noticed that, um, there's like a shelf life on, on both the Facebook and the Instagram reels, like all of a sudden they just stop. Um, and whereas TikTok and YouTube shorts, they, they seem to keep trickling in. And then you get these bumps where you go to bed and you wake up and you find out another hundred people watched and, and, Mm -hmm. and it's a week after you posted it. So, yeah. So I wanted to get your advice. You know, how did you start, attacking the platforms because i see you're on i think you're on all the same platforms i am yeah how did you start attacking and and what made you decide on really leaning into the tiktok 
Uh, well, I mean, I mo that's the thing is I started on TikTok. I, when I was doing TikTok originally, I was only focusing on TikTok. Mm -hmm. Um, just cause, well, yeah, I think at the, at that point, YouTube shorts is pretty, was in its infancy. Mm. A lot of the other things weren't as big. Um, like occasionally I would post something I would cross post something to Instagram, but most of the time I was just focused on TikTok. I just did. Like it just seemed like too, it seemed like too much work most of the time. Mm -hmm. um, but lately, you know, more recently, so like probably the past six months or so, I've been trying to uh, cross uh, basically cross post things. And essentially what I what I did for a lot of the other one for most of the platforms, um, I just started post. It, with the exception of Instagram, because in, like I had somewhat of a following on there already. Uh, on a few of them, I just started posting older TikToks, basically just trying to est like establish what mm -hmm. I've already established on TikTok. Yeah. Um, and not all of them, but just the ones that had done relatively well. And, you know, just trying to get a following there, so... So yeah, the why do, why do I still stick to TikTok? Because that's part of it is you know that's where I've got the biggest following, so it makes sense to focus on that. Like basically, make all my content for that, and mm. then but you know get it, and then put it somewhere else. Um. All and another thing is people on TikTok are nicer to me. <laughs> that's part of it. Uh. Instant, like on so in terms of people being nice to me, it goes TikTok, then Instagram, and then a, and then I, I would say it's probably a, a tie for a last with uh, Facebook and YouTube. Those, uh -huh. those can be those can be pretty brutal sometimes. Um, I'm not entirely sure why, but like I th I th well my guess, um, at least with Facebook, uh, is and probably Instagram too because you know same company is that they're more likely to show they're showing it to people that will engage with it and uh -huh. they don't care what kind of engagement it is as if it's if it's engagement it's engagement whereas TikTok I feel like tries to make more uh insular groups uh -huh. so trying to show it to people that will like it and can like they they don't generally don't do hate watching as much sometimes you end up on the wrong side of TikTok but most of the time if you post something, if you post something that you want, like a specific group of people to see, that'll mm. generally be how it goes. Yeah, it feels like TikTok. I, I would compare it. TikTok is more like Twitch, uh, where um, Facebook Reels is more like I don't know Facebook. Uh, you know, yeah, and. And the thing with TikTok, you're right. The The only thing you have to do on TikTok is either watch the videos or people's live feeds. Um, I know they're doing this trivia thing now, but, you know, the, the, it's it's to stay on there. When you're on Facebook, you can watch a reel, you can see posts, you can message your mm -hmm. friends and all that kind of stuff. And then YouTube's the same way. I mean, you could, you could watch some shorts, you can watch a movie or wh whatever you want to do. Um, but TikTok is pretty much that audience that is captive and definitely, I think you can find your tribe there a lot easier than in most of the other places. 
Yeah. I did get a pretty funny comment on one of my uh, shorts on YouTube. <laughs> Guy said, take your boomer humor back to Facebook where it belongs. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I, I, I I'm, yeah. <laughs> you know it's good because it rhymes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought. I thought. I thought getting any kind of a response was great, and that one especially. That's probably what I would have said when I was his age. So. <laughs> right. Right. Um. So when you're when you're doing this content, especially for for TikTok, are I mean, you're putting a lot out there. Are you like recording like five or six of them at a time? Are you just committing to a certain time during the day you're going to do it? How, how do you schedule this and make it happen? So, yeah, most of the time what I'll do is so yeah, I would say probably like 90 percent of my TikToks are filmed. I'll basically I'll have like a Saturday or a Sunday and I'll just devote several hours to just because I'll have like a list of ideas mm -hmm. for both. I've got like a separate list for TikTok and for stand up and then sometimes they'll bleed into each other. Yeah. But I'll I'll just go into it and I'll just be like, I'm just going to make as many. Well, not as many because I I still do care about the quality, but I don't want to get. But at the, you don't want to get too into the, like you're not making a feature film. Like, yeah, it's OK to have to not have the best production value. Um, especially un unless like that you have, unless you have your audience has the expectation for that production value. So in general, it's just, just go make the TikTok like not don't edit it. Like I say, I save the editing for later. Uh -huh. I'm just like, all right, I think I've got enough here to work with. And then I move on to the next one. And then sometimes I'll have, depending on how I'm feeling that day, I'll have anywhere from like six to 12 tiktoks that uh -huh. i can use so cool. if i'm doing that roughly once a week that's enough to do it daily i i haven't been doing daily as much recently just because part of it is i've just been really busy with other things the mm. past couple of a uh, couple of weeks and um but most of the i'm still able to do to coast on what i've already got that i just haven't edited yet and like the occasional just one off, like I have an idea pops into my head and I've got time. So I'll just make it real quick. And then, and it, it, it one of those things, but doesn't require like a costume change or something. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been surprised that one of them took off that you didn't, you just kind of did it as a, maybe even an afterthought and you thought, ah, oh, this isn't a great idea, but I'm going to put it out there. And that one takes off. And then you've got one that you absolutely love that you think's the best one you've ever done. And it doesn't do as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I would say more the second situation than the first, uh -huh. um, just by the nature of, you know, if you throw a lot of things at the wall, only some like it's, it's, you're going to get a lot more things that don't stick than stick usually. Uh -huh. Um, but I, yeah, I've had ones where it's just like, this is just a silly idea. I d like, or even like, I don't know if people are going to like be mad at me for this. Just like a very silly idea. And people, the people are like, oh, this, re they really like it. Uh -huh. Um, it, I would say, you know, I, once you've been in this for long enough, you try and temper your expectations. 
you, you, you like you have an idea of a, a like your average level of views, like mm-hmm. what you would expect for like any video. And then you're you have videos that you're like, all right, this is doing better. And then like basically it's just like a tier system. And as long as you're trying to as long as you're hitting that base level, I think you're doing all right most of the time. Mm hmm. But sometimes a, th- a thing will just flop and you just don't know why. Yeah. Sometimes it's just the time you post it. Sometimes it's, you know, the algorithm is doing is. Because sometimes the algorithm will suppress new things. Um, if there's, you know, something controversial going on. Because they don't want to be they don't want to get involved. So they'll just promote older TikToks that they know are safe. Huh. OK. Yeah. So. Yeah, sometimes it's just bad timing. And other times I've had, you know, videos do well, like completely flop on TikTok, but do well on other platforms, which is an interesting thing. Yeah. Um, I haven't really looked into that as much because I, you know, I don't I don't want to have to be making TikTok for I mean, I don't want to have to be making content for uh, like like based on all of these different platforms. Like I don't have I I do not have the time to do that, really. And. I, yeah, I've, I don't think the returns would be worth it at that point. Yeah, I mean, you'd need to have like a, a production team to, to yeah to do something different for each platform. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Do you feel like um, you know discerning what content resonates with your viewers on TikTok and the other platforms? helps you to understand what your audience in a stand-up show is going to respond to? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I feel like, you know, like that's the thing is I feel like online a lot of the time, at least compared to where I'm at currently in turn, like fit, like in Portland, Mm -hmm. you can get away with a little bit more Mm -hmm. like, Cause I've noticed with, with Portland audiences, like you can put the offensive part in the punchline, but you can't put it in the setup. Yeah. Cause people, people will tense up and just be like, okay, I don't like just, they just get nervous. Yeah. But if you put it in the punchline and they don't expect it, then they'll just kind of involuntarily laugh. Uh-huh. And I don't mean like the like hardcore offensive. I just mean yeah. like, it just, you know, when you, when you, when you have like this sort of complexion and you say certain things, like even if they're not actually offensive, people will just be it it just you know they get suspicious that's that's what it is yeah whereas uh most of the time with tiktok either they'll just scroll away or like yeah most of the time i i you don't get that i don't i don't feel that uh nervousness i guess from 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 like the comment like the comment section for example Uh uh-huh like, cause that's really the only interaction you get as much. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. For sure. So you've, I, I, I want to make sure I don't forget about this. You've got a joke that I, you know, there are perfect jokes for, for different people. And mm-hmm. this one was perfect for me. And I didn't, I, I, I didn't write it down verbatim. It's the joke about being suicidal, but no, I'm not going to do it because I put it at the bottom of my list. Yeah, and, and I don't ever complete stuff. Can 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 you give me that joke? Can you say that joke? And I kind of want to break it down and why I think it's so good. All right. So do you want? Because there's like that's the thing. Is the one that blew up is actually the second part of that joke. Uh huh. 
Uh, do you want the full thing or you want me just from from that that part? Yeah, d- just do it from that part. Okay. So if you are worried about my mental state and you think I'm going to, you know, go home and kill myself, I want you to know I have a foolproof plan to make sure that I don't kill myself. And that is by putting kill myself at the end of my to-do list. Because <laughs> I know I'm never going to get there. Now, what's to stop me from going out of order? Good question. That's where the autism comes in. <laughs> You can't go out of order. That's the point of a list. (laughs) Like, what's next? Are we not going to, like, we're not going to alphabetize things anymore? We're not going to sort things by shape and color? No, it would be complete anarchy. We can't do that. (laughs) We got to keep ourselves safe. (laughs) Yeah. I love, love, love that joke. When I I saw it, I I was just like, okay, this is the perfect joke. Because the perfect joke for you to say. Um, Because it's deeply personal. Um, It it talks about a dark subject. And yet it is so funny that you you, you can commiserate with you and just laugh your ass off at the same time. Yes. Is that one? Is that like a killer for you? Is that one one that just always works? Uh, It works most of the time. Uh, And I I have added an extra bit to that joke because, you know, talking about you know, sometimes audiences do get like nervous. They're like, I don't want to, cause you know that if they're a little uptight, they'll be like, I don't want to laugh at this. I don't want him to think that I'm like laughing at his pain yeah, or whatever. And I've got this, uh, this, uh, this tag to it. That's like, um, you know, some people don't laugh at the joke because they're worried that they're going to encourage my behavior, but you know, what actually makes me suicidal bombing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just saying if, if you yeah. want me to stay alive not laughing at that joke is not the way to do it <laughs> oh that works yeah that, oh that, yeah oh yeah, yeah. That, that that works 100 percent. yeah i just i i i but yeah if if an audience is in a in a, in a 95 percent of the time that joke will work yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a pretty new joke for me um but yeah i i have found that that joke works really well yeah it's just it's absolute comedy gold, and I, I've never heard anything exactly like it. And that, I, I would, I, if you if you have, let me know because that's plagiarism, yeah. and I would like to be aware of that. Yeah, before. yeah. It's every once in a while I hear a joke that I really like, and I know that somebody else has done a version of it. And yeah, and yours yeah. there. I I I watch a lot of comedy, and I, I haven't seen anything like it. So yeah, it's 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 good stuff. Um, yeah. So as far as the your, your stand up career, I you know starting right before COVID hit had to be hard. Um, but as far as where you're going now, do you do you have some? Um, I mean, the content creation is going just super well for you. As far as goals to um, start uh, traveling and that type of thing, are you working on doing that or? you just want to keep it pretty much regional based? I mean, I would like to start traveling at some point. I don't know if I'm there yet. Mm -hmm. I, I I want to, I want to keep working on, on my act. I want to be able, I want to, once I'm more consistently getting uh, longer feature sets and headlining sets, then I think I'll be at that point. But right now I think what's best 
is just to develop a little bit more before I like go out and show everyone else. Cause you know, stage pre like the stage presence is, is something I'm still working on. I still need to perfect a little bit cause I, it, it, the, I can, I can be a little bit uptight per, when I'm on stage. I'm mm -hmm. still, I'm still working on, you know, loosening up, trying to be more in the moment. Yeah. And I feel like getting that down would be good. And I'll, I'll, I'll branch out. Like I'll do shows in Eugene. I've done a little bit in Seattle. Like I'll, I'll look out for shows in that are more out, like outside of where I usually go. But mm -hmm. I think for now, just focusing on, being regional applying to occasional comedy festivals all that sort of stuff i think is good because mm -hmm. like i i'm not going in this with the expectation of hitting it big mm -hmm. right I, I i don't think that's a good attitude to go about it because then because you, you at some point you'll become more focused on becoming famous rather than just making your work the best it can be mm -hmm. and so like as long as I'm having fun and I'm, you know, doing like doing good and getting shows, I think that like I'm fine with that. It would be really cool if if it if this ended up becoming its own thing. But, you know, I'm not going to go in it with I'm not going to go all in until I'm much more certain that it that. Yeah, that that's this. This is that would be a, a good plan. I, I'm. Yeah, I'm not as big of a risk taker as some other comedians in in that regard, I feel like. So if you're uh, taking notes, folks, this is a comedian who's self-aware about his, uh, <laughs> his his own uh, talent and abilities, something we, right. could all, we could all use a dose of once in a while. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I understand. Like, you know, confidence is also a good thing. Oh, like, yeah. You, you got you to find a good balance yeah. there. And, you know, I, I'm much more on the end of, of doubting my abilities at some level. And I know I've got and I'm not saying that to be fake humble. I'm you know, I don't want I don't yeah. want that to come across. It's just, you know. I like I know I'm good on on social media. That's like that's one thing. That's mm. a that's a particular set of skills, whereas stand up is like it's related. But you, you need you need more thing. You need more things like you need to be able to actually interact with the audience like if you go out there with the same energy as tiktok it's not going to work right a lot just because you know with tiktok you don't need to pause for laughter yeah which i mean is convenient for me because i don't have a lot of patience <laughs> in that regard but you know if you if you start you know talking over the audience's laughter you're kind of training them to not laugh and you know having kind of basic uh, like a two-year hiatus from in-person comedy at that level um and then kind of training myself to be in like yeah and also the another thing that you with with that's very different from tiktok and uh stand-up is with tiktok if you bomb you learn after the fact yeah. Right. You're not learning in the mo as you're telling the joke that you're that they don't like the joke. Yeah. Yeah. So you can like you don't you don't have to deal with the de mental gymnastics of just like got to power through this. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, yeah, with with uh, it the, like you're 
the silence is a lot more noticeable uh-huh. when you're on stage. <laughs> and that's uh, honestly, because uh, I, I did a Zoom comedy during the pandemic quite a bit. And uh, that's on, that's honestly the best thing I got from Zoom comedy was learning to not care about the audience as much. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, no matter how well you do in that in that circumstance, like the, the 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 ceiling is pretty low. Yeah. So, you you know you gotta I mean pay attention to the audience, but at the same time, keep that like don't let the audience's lack of reaction hinder your energy level. Right. Like right. you can adjust. Like you can consciously adjust and be like, all right, they don't want this. Let's let's see if they prefer this kind of like lower energy sort of thing but Mm -hmm. don't let it don't let it just start tanking because that was something that i dealt with in my first year or so of comedy is if i started bombing i would like i would just like i would instinctually like lower the energy which would make the audience less invested which would make me it would just start spiraling yeah and yeah so i'm i'm actually that's that's my biggest problem yeah i i let I let one joke that doesn't hit the way I think it should just totally fuck up the rest of the set. And, right. And, yeah. And, and, and that's hard. And you know, the, the whole, the whole stand up thing is such a balance. I mean, you got to have a certain amount of confidence, but if you have too much confidence that you blame the audience for, for not laughing, then that's, that's not good. And you, you have to have enough, uh, you have to be in the moment enough to know the, this line of humor is not really working with this audience. So I need to switch gears and go to this set of jokes and stuff like that. Right. It's, it's really, and you're doing all those things within a split second Mm -hmm. uh, while, while you're talking, sometimes you're thinking about, you're thinking about what's, you know, should I, should I go down this line? Should I, should I keep this one up? Should I go to the next one? And it's, it's really, uh, it, it it's it's difficult oh yeah, yeah yeah it's like especially for for me like i am very jealous of the people who can go up on stage and just riff the entire time yeah like that is me i mean too. like i can do that at some level not at the level of other people that i've seen but i can do that but the thing is i can't do that while also having a plan mm Right. Like I, I like I, I can do one or the other, but I can't do really both at the same time. Like occasionally I'll I'll riff because, you know, something weird happens or audience reaction or any sort of thing like that. But most of the time I try and stick to like the script because, you know, mm-hmm. I, I come from a theater background. Mm-hmm. That's 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 where like I learned how like I learned stage presence. So, yeah, having that sort of thing having this a script is what i'm much mo- i'm most comfortable with but yeah that's probably that's another thing i'm going to be working on is just you know learning how to loosen up on that front right right do you um so, i mean you've been doing it long enough that you've been able to you know kind of immerse yourself into a community do you have any um mentors or people who gave you um advice that you're still sticking with today that it has totally worked for you um i'm not really not that i can think of i feel like most of the most of the time people like i 
Yeah, I can't I can't honestly can't think of too many comedy mentors. I kind of do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Like I'll like what I'll like I'll most of the lessons I learn are either me on stage it's something not working or it working or me watching somebody else and being like, "Oh, okay, that's that's how you're supposed to do it. Like uh-huh. that's that's what you want to do." Um Yeah, I can I can't really say I've had a uh, comedy mentors and if if maybe maybe i'm wrong maybe somebody thinks that i they're having a mentor like sort of thing and if that person's watching right now i apologize yeah. um you know i i misread relationships all the time yeah, but yeah. don't take please don't take it personally just let me know yeah um but and you yeah, know i'm it, i'm i'm the type of guy and you know i'm I'm suffering from a little bit of a shock because, you know, I moved from South Bend, Indiana down to Huntsville, Alabama, and everybody there got me. They, they, it it was a great community. And, you know, I wasn't like close friends with all of them, but we all understood each other and appreciated each other. And, you know, down here, I've got like maybe three of them that I feel like get me. Um, and the rest of them are still kind of like, eh, we don't know you're old and we don't Mm -hmm. know if you're cool or not. And, and and I'm not cool, but on the other hand, I'm cool. You know, I'm, I'm cool with you. Uh, Right. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, you know, it's just, uh, it's a, it's a balancing act and I've, um, you know, I'm, I'm slowly starting to get more in people's favor, I guess, but, uh, just by showing up to their shows and stuff like that. But yeah, it's a, it's definitely a a shock to move from someplace where you're so comfortable to something totally new where you got to do it all over again. Yeah. Yeah. And I know in South Bend, they looked at me like I was totally nuts when I first started too. So, you know, right. Yeah. Right. Cause I was 52 when I started and that that's a little old, but yeah. (laughs) I mean, I, I like, I, I don't think there's really an age that like, there's, I don't really think there's a cutoff, but you know, I feel like if you see somebody going on stage at that age for the, one of the first few times, you're like, okay, you, you know, you, 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 you're a little suspicious. Yeah. But I feel like that's true of, of a lot of people. Cause you know, there are a lot of people who go into comedy who, who start who try and go and do open mics who just don't understand that you know the jokes you make like you're you're going among an audience of strangers you can't make the same jokes that you would make like with your friends for example yeah yeah and and like you need you need to build that trust yeah in order to try and get something like that yeah when you get people my age they do that or they do yeah they do jokes that are just so old the right the it's not their joke and they're just they're just riffing on stuff that who knows rip taylor did uh 40 years ago right yeah so yeah that's it's uh and a lot of them are up there on a dare or they lost a bet or something like that you'll never see them again but some of them keep trying and some of them shouldn't um right (laughs) a lot of them shouldn't but yeah it's it's a interesting dynamic um well so we are at the point of the show my new favorite point of the show where we uh riff a couple jokes off each other so um this is called is this anything and um i bring a joke um if you didn't bring a joke that's okay 
Um, but uh, I, I can grab. I'll grab my notebook. Real that's quick. cool. Yeah, we're just gonna workshop yeah. a little bit. All right, one sec. <laughs> I'm going to do my comedian hat for this part. Uh, I should have gotten a hat, too, while I was back there. <laughs> All right. And uh, since you're the guest, you get to decide who goes first. Um, I feel like, yeah, uh, you you can go first, I think. let's. I've, I've always gone first on this one. Yeah. That uh, and that's, makes sense. And that's totally cool. Um, so this is... I may have done this with somebody before, but I've rewritten it a little bit, condensed it, and it's kind of a um, it's kind of an extension of a joke I do about doing DoorDash and Grubhub. So, um, and talking about side hustles. So, the, uh, I'll just do it. Um, one of my side hustles is my podcast. I interview stand-up comedians. I, I interview stand-up comedians. You probably wouldn't like it, and. That's just because they're at a comedy show. A couple of years ago, I, I got a sponsorship from Manscaped. Now, Manscaped got famous for making a trimmer for your balls. They sent me a crate of all their products. It had the ball shaver, the nose trimmer, a hair trimmer, um, cologne, shampoo, and something called ball toner. And I'll tell you what, the ball toner is still unopened because I think my balls are past toning. I thought I should at least try the ball shaver so I could talk about it on the podcast. And it worked really well. I shaved a perfectly symmetrical circle around the balls, around the balls area, and it looked pretty good until I faced a mirror and it looked like the world's saddest glory hole. Um, so that's, that, that's punchline number one. And I'm, I'm deciding between two. Um, and it looked like, um, it looked like a crop circle with one lonely dead stalk of corn in the middle. So that's, that's my, <laughs> and that's the end of the joke. Okay. So what I, you... I mean, I think, I think that's, that might be something. Yeah. The problem, I think that the thing is when you say like the circle, it's kind of vague what you mean. Like, does it mean like you shave like everything around do you, do you like shave like a circle into the sack? Like it's, it's, it's like, so it's hard to picture a little yeah, bit, I yeah. guess. Yeah. I would, uh, I I'd want to do a little bit of an act out on that. And, okay. And, and so everything up to the stalk. Right. <laughs> in right. a circle. Yeah. But okay. yeah. And, and that's, this is a joke where I think the punch is pretty good, but everything before it, I don't feel as good about right it is it is a bit long of a setup yeah yeah um yeah I, I mean i think yeah there is something there it's just yeah it, it needs to be you need to chisel it down yeah and i think i need bit, to do yeah. it out loud on stage a few times and i've done it twice i think but it was longer before and yeah that yeah and that wasn't good the punch the punch did okay. I did the crop circle. Um, the first two times I did it, the glory holes knew. Um, and, um, that went okay, but everything up into, 
up until it was like not so good. And I had a comedian come up to me and she said, you had me, you lost me, you had me and you lost me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm so yeah. Such is the way of writing new jokes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. What you got for me? Um, all right. Let's see. I think the guy that named passion fruit liked fruit a little bit too much. Like, I'm just saying we should probably check that guy's hard drive. I don't trust him. <laughs> like, I know it's not illegal to stick your dick in fruit, but I feel like that's something that should be comp that should be public knowledge. Yeah. Like, I don't want to go over to your I don't want to go over to your house if you stick your dick in fruit. That's, that's what, or at the very least, I don't want to eat whatever you're serving. Uh, and I know you're probably curious, why is it called passion fruit? Well, I looked it up and the passion in passion fruit comes from the passion of the Christ. That is, yeah, not a joke. It's not, that's genuinely where it came from. Apparently some random Portuguese missionary noticed that the flower of the passion fruit had five petals and thought this has five petals. Jesus had five holes in him that time he got murdered. I'll use this flower to show the natives how Christianity works. <laughs> Clearly, this flower is the only way I can teach the concept of five. <laughs> it's the only way I can yeah. teach the natives. <laughs> so that's that. I like that. And I think you could go back to. But but the flower doesn't have anything to do with the fruit. You got you got the yeah. fruit in your hand. There's no flowers, and so how can you even make that stupid line to the five wounds if if you don't even have the flower in your hand? Well, I think I well, I think it's pro like it's the passion like the pant the plant is like the passion plant or whatever, and so it's like, uh -huh. it's got the like the flower is the passion flower, and then you've got the passion fruit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I really like it. Yeah, it's it's uh it's it's definitely original. And it, you took me where I didn't expect to go because I thought you were done after. Right. After. I, I I I tend to do that. I I tend to add a lot of like and also. Yeah. And I just I just keep I just keep going. I just keep building off of things that you're like this isn't structurally sound. Why do you keep building on this? Yeah. But I just keep going. <laughs> But it works, you know, yeah. It, you know, it went two different directions, and 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 it totally works. And uh, yeah, that's I, I, I can't give you too many notes on that unless you want to, you know, just say. And if it's because of the flower, how, why didn't we just call it a passion flower? You know, you know right? Yeah, yeah, something like that. A tag like that could maybe yeah. work. Passion flower is less suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man. Well, th this was a good one. I, you know, I really appreciate you doing this because, uh, I, I tell you, I'm, I'm really watching you and, uh, taking, taking notes. I'm not going to do TikToks like you, um, because we're two different people, but I'm right. just, I'm just kind of following, uh, how you do it and how people respond and kind of gauging my response, the response I get by how, how well your response is taken and i know it takes a while to build all this up but you inspired right. me and i'm gonna i'm gonna keep going at it until i don't have anything left to do 
right? And I bought the hats, so you know. Yeah, I, you uh, bought. You already. You're already yeah, in. However, yeah. you're already in like forty bucks. You gotta. Yeah. You gotta stick through to into this through the end. <laughs> the funny thing is, is they were only five dollars oh, okay. from China, and uh, uh, yeah. okay. <laughs> I had to wait a long time for them. But yeah. uh, okay, yeah. That now was was this uh. Were, were were these like they just had hats that just said podcast host on them or was it like you put you put whatever text yeah it was a custom it was a custom oh, thing. okay yeah okay so they had to do the embroidery and then they had to ship it so it took right. a little while yeah it was 10 yeah 10 dollars okay you don't have to, you're not that invested yeah <laughs> <laughs> you can give up whatever you want yeah right yeah yeah, I can I can toss these in the trash anytime and not feel too bad about it. Well, thanks so much for doing the show. It's been it's been really great getting to know you, and you know I'm a fan, so I'm uh, always always watching and um and I I think that you know especially the comedy clips I watch I I think you've definitely got something and uh you know ha have a little bit more confidence and I I yeah. think you I think you're a little bit more ready to uh branch out a little bit than you think you are so uh oh, thank you yeah get, get out of your comfort zone a little bit once in a while and yeah. uh and I I think it'll do well for you um where can folks find you uh you know on 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 the TikToks and all the socials um, so I, you can find me at the real Cody Webb on most platforms. And then for my stand up on TikTok, you can find me at the fake Cody Webb. And, uh, yeah, that should, that should be pretty much anywhere you can find me. I think on Facebook, I'm like Cody Webb comedy, mm -hmm. but other than that, yeah, you can, everywhere else is going to be at the real Cody Webb. That's where, and then you can find all my other links. I've got like a, link tree on all of them so if you really just find one and yeah. then go through that and you can f find me wherever you want to follow me yeah and the link tree will be in the show notes folks it's very easy to click on it so, all right yeah, yeah. That, even better even yeah. better i forgot about that <laughs> yeah well thanks so much this has been really fun it's, it's great to get to know you yeah it was great to get to know you. it was this was really fun too i had a, i had a good time yeah good good yeah